Welcome to a dialogue on accountability in the digital age. A dialogue with a global multi-stakeholder community representing national and local governments, international policymakers, civil society, NGOs, the ICT industry, as well as other relevant organizations and institutes. Hi, everybody. My name is Arthur van der Wees. I'm one of the board members of the Institute for Accountability in the Digital Age. Uh, with the backdrop here, the Peace Palace. And uh, with me today is uh, Boris Kopriznikar from uh, Slovenia. Uh, Boris, uh, welcome. Boris has been uh, one of the speakers at our first summit uh, a few years ago. He was then the uh, uh, Deputy Prime Minister, Minister of Public Administration, Republic of Slovenia. And currently, he is the founder and working under the brand uh, um, Singular. So, uh, welcome, Boris. Good to have you with. Hello, us. hello. Nice to be with you. So, Boris, we're going to have a dialogue uh, uh, to try to avoid the interview approach. But I was really interested to hear from you uh, the word Singular. I really like that. You know, uh, uh, sustainable, inclusive solutions for for circular growth. So, what is that about? <laughs> Well, uh, Arthur, I, I always enjoy talks with you, and uh, I hope that this one will be one of those. And uh, uh, when you ask about the uh, singular, it's something that really, uh, I believe, represents the best the way uh, how I work always, not only uh, as, a, as a singular company. So uh, it's uh, whatever we build have to be sustainable, because we're not building something for today and tomorrow, but something that will last. That's that's very important, uh, and if you want the something last, it has to be inclusive. If it's built only from one or another, if it's not uh, joint co-creation, then it will not be sustainable. You have to inclusive, not only include but co-create with all the stakeholders that will be attached by the by the system. Uh, and if you do this, then you have a good ground for circular, sustainable, constant, uh, manageable growth of any system. It can be or company or city or, or a country or even region. And these are principles that I am always following. And uh, this is also the, let's say, the ethical part of, of my company. Yeah, very good. So I totally agree with you uh, uh, on that. And uh, But uh, on the same, at the same time, not a lot of uh, companies do it. They're still uh, generally focused on their own profitability, uh, mostly short term. Uh, but let's hope that we get more of, uh, uh, we can uh, inspire the others to, uh, to you do the same way that you are doing and I'm doing as well. So another, another person that does or try to do the same uh, is the president of the European Union, uh, Ursula von der Leyen, that um, uh, launched her program last year and for the next four years at least regarding um, you know, the, the future of Europe and, uh, and its uh, friends and allies, uh, which is basically more green, more digital and more resilience. And so resilience is climate resilience, it's social resilience, it's cyber resilience, it's quite a lot. So those three, the, the triangle is I think quite a nice way of trying to structure it. And it looks quite well like they were inspired by, by the name of your company. <laughs> Maybe, but when you mentioned the, the European uh, Union, European Commission and their line of work, it's something that's very close to me from the, from the let's say, ethical point of view. It's also why uh, European space for living in 
is, by my opinion, the space that I really feel comfortable with because I'm respected as a person, as with my personal needs. I'm not only a tool in, uh, let's say, maybe maybe some wide, wider society because uh, European society starts with individual. I'm not uh, only a production mean uh, to to make profit for me or for for the owners. So that's why this this. Uh, um, settings are, are very important and other companies that you said that maybe are too focused on short-term goals. Uh, I do find, believe, and I'm optimistic about it, that companies one by another really understand that if they will not contribute to the society uh, on long term, they will not be successful. So it's not only something that you do because you're a nice guy. It's something that you need to do because it's part of the development business strategy. And these green, digital, resilience uh, pillars of the development of the European Union, it's, it's very logical, very reasonable. If we don't protect the environment that we are living in, we will live in, in worst and worst environment. And we don't want this for ourselves. We don't want this for, for our uh, kids. Digital. Digital is not some industry uh, layer. Digital is not something uh, that's nice to have. If we are really sincere about the digitalization, this is the language that we talk. This is the writing that we can read. And everything is based on digital. So if you develop digital environments, uh, uh, trust in the solution, uh, technical perfection, and so on, then the whole society, the business, the, the, the academia, everything will work much better. So it's it's very reasonable to focus on digital development, but not only in uh, in sense of uh, making profit, but in sense of developing community based on very effective and very good uh, digital tools. And of course, you need to be resilient. If if you crush uh, at any crisis, at any any movements on the market and so on, then well, you are not stable. And 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 if you are not stable, you cannot develop very fast. And the, the crisis, the problems, uh, social, economical, um, medical crisis, like we are in the middle of one now and so on, they will always come. They will always come. So we need to build, and with digital tools, we have perfect tools, something that we can be resilient to any kind of crisis and take them as a, uh, another kick for development, not another problem for falling back. That's, that's my view. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So indeed, more green uh, is green is a horizontal, same as circular and sustainable. Uh, digital is a horizontal. Uh, resilient is a horizontal. And meanwhile, uh, most governments and also by the either local, uh, national, regional, are organized vertically. Uh, I, uh, is that one of the reasons why we're not grasping, uh, you know, with our uh, ethics or behavior or, or responsibilities, and, and and of course. Um, uh, demonstrating that we are accountable? It is, and, and we have a disproportion in what's really how today's societies are functioning and how today's governments are functioning because today's governments were designed or built or developed in some other environment. So now we are facing the, the, the let's say, political, I have, I have a few experiences in that field, in political sense, the problem that we have uh, managing board 
uh, of the company that already changed, but the managing board is still the same. <laughs> so the problem is that today everything is basically, okay, horizontal or at least totally interconnected, totally yes. interconnected. And there is not uh, finances, uh, health, uh, education, like silo structures that can independently uh, manage this area. Everything is interconnected. And also, uh, when it comes to the to the governmental question, uh, what I believe is need that we turn as as we did in more successful companies, um, dividing the areas between different ministries or or resource into role playing, so that we know who is innovator, who is uh, the the stabilizer, who is. Uh, uh, what roles do we play? And, and I like this analogy that we say, if uh, we have a basketball team, uh, which plays uh, with the only on the field, there is no opposite uh, team. You can say, now we will do this kind of attack and score. But when you have opposite team, then you never know what's happening. So then you have one fast player, one uh, tall player, and they are playing the roles and they react on the situation. And the problem of today's government is that they react slower, much slower than technology development is offering us changes in the society. So the speed of reaction have to be changed and it's only through the role playing and responsibilities and not dividing the areas in cyber structure. Yeah, so we need to perhaps more talk about organization and not uh, about governing uh, perhaps we need to talk about a little more about orchestration, like, you know, um, orchestration with a di di director. There you need leadership. Eh? Uh, and I think what you mentioned on the integration, uh, I call it the catalyst. You, cat you, you add those catalysts to a particular challenge um, and you add something to it. So, for instance, eh, in smart communities or smart society, um, you know, you combine basically the combination of green and digital towards you know, a human-centric or societal-centric approach. And uh, can you give some examples on that perhaps? Because I know you're working in that domain. Well, it's when you, when you talk about, uh, you said leadership and, and uh, how to run the complex system. Again, if the system is simple, you can define the process and control it. When the system becomes complex, it's, it's impossible to control all the processes. So then you need leadership, you need values, and you need coordination. And what will happen tomorrow, I don't know, but I do know that I will decide based on specific set of values. I know that I will follow the lead to the common, common goal, and this is how the complex system can, can function. And for example, uh, uh, what we do in, in any approach uh, with the smart community, smart city or smart government projects always, uh, I always use this so-called four pillar strategy and always start with the organization and coordination. My question is not what kind of a technology you, you would like to use, that comes on the end. My question is always who is coordinating, who is deciding, who is the leader, what are the values? This is the organizational part. Then you have process part. Of course, you need to know how you work. Can you connect and improve the processes? The output of one process go directly in another. This is optimization to be rational and to be more productive. The third part definitely is data. 
data is, as we say, the fuel, but basically the data is the key asset that any community, country, city, or even person have is what's happening with my data. I don't care about the software solutions. I care where my key asset is, where my gold mine is, data. And then on the end, you ask what kind of a cloud or communication technology you will use. But first you have to solve these problems. And, and this is something that uh, sets the community to be smart in the future, if you act in that way. Yeah, totally agree. And indeed, uh, Commissioner Breton, and you're from the European Commissioner, from the Commission was asked uh, when he started, you know, what is the, the, the focus, the priority you're going to add on a lot of lobbying on, on all kinds of different tech technologies. And he said, no, the common denominator is data. Uh, and it's uh, both an asset as well as a means. It can be used sustainable. You don't need to always use the data itself. You can use the attributes. So basically the information coming out of the data. And so all kinds of different ways to use it and not only mine it in that say the old school way. Um, and um, I, I think it's definitely one of the catalysts uh, for, it was already for the last decade, but uh, it's good to see that European Union and Europe uh, and, and other places in the world are, uh, are, are using data uh, for good uh, more and more. Um, but um, of course, um, um, uh, when you talk about the processes, um, you know, uh, every uh, organization or, or uh, sector thinks it's very special, um, uh, whether it's public administration or, you know, uh, electricity, uh, energy or mobility, they all think they can do it by themselves uh, because of their, and they're very special. So they need special attention, special systems. Um, but uh, you have been working uh, already uh, a long time ago and still uh, working uh, in, the, in the concept of uh, the multi-cloud architecture. And, and that could be another catalyst to try to uh, leave everybody to what they're good at, still have a uh, common denominator where, of course, data is there, but it's also a, a, a non-vendor lock-in and a vendor-neutral approach. And I'm uh, really interested to hear a little bit from you um, what you did and, and uh, what you see, what we could do uh, on, on that perspective. Okay, you, you mentioned uh, uh, two very important things. First, that uh, development based on data and my, my let's say, slogan that I'm always... Uh, following is uh, don't log the data, look the data. So that means if you, uh, how we usually react is, uh, uh, I don't know what you should use my data, so I will not give it to you. And then you explain and, and research and so on. But I say, uh, I, I, we, we turned also on the governmental level with the change of legislation, we turned this question and said, the only data that it's not open is data that's uh, closed because of a personal interest or protection or business interest or protection or governmental interest or protection. And if there is no such of those three reasons that data cannot be shared, I treat it as public good. I say, if, if it does not harm, if I have the data, I can put it somewhere that anyone else can take it. That's very, very simply said. And on that base, we also built that uh, multi-cloud uh, strategy that basically worked in, in the field that all governmental data is collected in one governmental cloud. That means that different uh, government uh, ministries, resource, uh, 
agencies, uh, public institutions can freely, uh, according to, to, of course, according to rights to access uh, to the data, but they can technically freely use the data, share the data, and for each data set, you know who, who owns it, who, who uh, uh, manage it, and who can access to data and use it freely. And then you avoid this problem that you have always between two bodies explain why I would need your data. Uh, and then usually, usually it's reasonable. Say, so, okay, fine, you have a, a reasonable, uh, uh, a good reason to use my data, but why to explain? You just park the data in the cloud, which is protected, which is very well monitored, but the data is accessible. And then the second level of cloud is so-called um, public or hybrid cloud that's open to local communities, public institutions, schools, hospitals, and everything else that you have all the data of those institutions, again, a platform and access point to share it. That does not mean that all data is physically uh, in, in one uh, server uh, part, but it's, it's accessible for one point. And then the last one is uh, research and development cloud. That means that any new solutions you can put on that cloud, you can test it on, on, on uh, virtual data. And if it works, you just turn the plug on and it's already in production basically next day. And this is the way how uh, you can then build very successful uh, services to, to, to support the citizens because you can, you can take the data from all the agencies. Just one example, uh, when we introduced the service for lending the uh, social transfers, which where you need to, to check, okay, I'm asking a social benefit and you need to see, do I have a car? Do I have a house? Do I have a, uh, investments and so on? And this is complicated and no, no one checked. And then you see guys with the social benefits driving around with the 100K worth cars with the social benefits and, and, and people were really, really angry about it. And with this data interconnecting and checking all the uh, governmental accessible databases, we saved over 100 millions per year social benefits and it's much more fair it's much better system and the other system is for example that uh, in our case you can get uh, a tax announcement pre-filled from government and in 98 percent basically you just look it and if you don't have any complaints you do nothing it's done because they have all the data but you need to take the data from the different ministries from the financial institutions and so on and this is how these, these data, uh, uh, data accessibility can improve the services, the quality of life, the, uh, the better monitored business systems, if you, if you have it uh, uh, basically in one place or reachable in, in one place. And yeah. also you mentioned uh, vendor lock-in. If you own the data, you do it. But if you really can take your ownership whenever you want, then you can easily change your uh, software provider because you gave your data set to other software provider. And if they don't lock your data, this is the best way how to find the vendor lock-in, which is usually a very, very big problem in the, in the public sector or, or all over. Yeah, so you touch a lot of topics. Uh, one is uh, I hear that uh, a public administration that was designed to be a service provider can actually be a service provider in an efficient way uh, with use of digital and of course it can do it in a sustainable uh, green way and indeed make sure it's resilient so i think it, it ticks all the boxes um, 
uh, don't lock the data, look the data definitely uh, should be uh, on everybody's uh, mind, uh, whatever they do. And it's about control. Uh, it's about access and control indeed. And not about who owns it, but about who has control. Um, and that definitely um, gives a lot of um, room to maneuver. And, you know, the multi-cloud uh, structure that you uh, described very briefly, uh, basically uh, uh, provides for cloud federation. Uh, and that, you know, that's one of those topics the uh, European Commission is working on as well. And one of the examples of cloud federation is GAIA-X, uh, even though GAIA-X does in my opinion do even less than, than what you already have accomplished. Uh, so while, you know, some people are still talking um, and we are trying to, we are part of that di di uh, dialogue as well, by the way, you know, uh, it's very good to see that you've already been working uh, already for a while, I think about five to six years already. So. Um, you know, and this, you put, probably a lot of learnings and lessons learned that, that you know, uh, uh, others could take in and, and probably you would be happy to share, right? Definitely. I'm always happy to share whatever we learn that works and also happy to share whatever we learn that does not work. <laughs> because yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the are, most, most interesting always. Yeah. We are, we are part of, of the same, uh, same society community. So why, why, why don't share? Why don't cooperate and co-create and be inclusive, as we say? Yeah. Uh, is on accountability. Yeah? Uh, uh, generally, people about accountability think about liability or the for, for forensic side of it. So when things gone wrong, you know, you say either sorry, or you say you have an improvement plan, you say you will never do it again. Um, but I divide accountability in basically four domains. One is the holistic domain, so that's the all, uh, the catch-all. Uh, but then there's more the main, the in a stream side, before you do a, something, you think about it, you do it by design, while uh, you act, you can pivot, you can, you know, monitor, you can uh, steer, and then after, and after is also, of course, to uh, be able to explain what you did and why perhaps sometimes things went wrong. Uh, and also, when necessary, you can defend yourself, uh, uh, but hopefully that's not necessary. So the, the three ones before, during, and after, and the holistic one is basically the overall uh, uh, accountability. What, what, where do you think we could, um, you know, uh, we should focus on and, and what, what, what makes sense to do? Well, first, uh, we as a people are made in the way that we will never use something that we don't trust. And the, the trust is for me keyword. To be trusted, you, be, you need to be trustworthy. <laughs> so you had to, what you said with the accountability, with all four layers, is basically building a long term system that people will trust and use. The, uh, the old digital uh, and, and also interconnected uh, governing uh, systems, if they will trust it. And, and uh, if there is trust in the society, if there is a trust in the systems and technology, if there is trust in the decision makers, if there is trust in our vision where we are going, then this society will uh, develop faster, even if I'm not um, a preacher of a fast development for any price. No, but it will it will constantly circular uh, develop and it will be a good place to live in. Because whenever uh, there is a lack of accountability, lack, lack of, of trust, there are conflicts. And whenever a conflicts, you, speed, you, you uh, use energy for solving conflicts. And whatever energy, uh, and with that, I mean also public sources, uh, 
uh, what you do, uh, what uh, what kind of uh, added value you produce. If you spend it for a conflict, you don't spend it for development. So it is a very important point, and I would I would say that uh, uh, also your institute is one of the places where we can get the knowledge of how to be uh, trustworthy, how to build uh, accountability. And this is something that even uh, uh, pol politicians on any level, on country or city level, cannot say, uh, this is technological, I don't understand it. No, this is not technological. This is very, very human-like and very crucial. And this is what our relations are based on. And this is uh, how you can basically measure the quality of the society that you are living in. Yeah, Boros, I agree. Thanks uh, for the kind words, but totally agree. I think you said uh, uh, once uh, a long time ago, perhaps three years ago, that you know we have mankind knowledge concentrated in the palm of our hands. Um, and um, so we're, I think we're more powerful. Uh, we have more brain power combined uh, uh, in, in, uh, in the, with the people that want to help out, the like-minded people uh, than ever before. So uh, I'm also quite optimistic, even though uh, on a daily basis, you love bad news coming around. Um, uh, but it's good that you are um, uh, on board with us, and um, uh, I would like to thank you. But before I do uh, end this, uh, perhaps you have one, one more things, uh, a couple of things you want to, to share to the people watching. Well, I would just say that digitalization, or, or if, if I uh, connect to the words that you said before, we have a unique situation in the whole humankind history. Uh, that accumulated knowledge of whole generation before us is now on on a, on, on a mobile phone, and this is what really uh, speeds up the the uh, development. And speeding up the development uh, makes an additional very tricky point. If you develop too fast, and if you want to regulate the results of development in the traditional way. It's, it's not working. This is what we talked before about the government. So accountability, trustworthiness are the ways of running the complex system to, to maintain and, and to, stay, uh, to stay stable and, and reliable. And I would just say for the end that uh, digitalization uh, was always my, um, let's say my, my one layer of my uh, work because there is no similar such a powerful tool as a digital solutions so use it wise use it ethically use it for the purpose of our missions and goals and then we can have very uh, sustainable accountable trustworthy society that we will enjoy to live in and enjoy the fruits of digitalization and not being uh, threatened by, by the technology. Well, thank you very much for your very wise words. It was a pleasure again. And uh, perhaps we do another uh, session later on on a certain topic, who knows. Uh, but for now, thank you very much and I uh, hope to see you soon. It was my pleasure and uh, pleasure talking with you as always. Thank you. Thank you.